Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's 61. We're all 61 today. 61 episode sexy fun. Oh, nice. Yes. Will you will you still be podcasting when you're 61? Uh, possibly, if this pandemic keeps going the way it's going, sure. Yeah, I imagine it'll be the only industry left for us uh, baby Zoomers. <laughs> do you think? Um, do you, Do you think uh, in the future people will be like, "What's What's wrong with a good old fashioned podcast?" Yeah, when I was young, we just listened to podcasts. And there weren't none of these uh, mind. There was no mind reading. There <laughs> were. There was no alien insect porn. It was just poo and vomit stories, <laughs> and loads of unresolved murders. And it was enough. And 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 the kids would listen to podcasts, and there was no laser crime. <laughs> there were no laser crimes, you know. Think about that. Maybe, maybe there's a link there. It kept kids off the space. <laughs> they weren't out just going out in space making trouble. <laughs> None of this hollow happy slapping. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember? We didn't have to go down the local wormhole. <laughs> do you remember happy slapping? Uh, that's just when like guys would. Hit the shit out of each other, right? It was always like an ambush, though. It was always like, oh, someone would start filming someone and someone would run up and slap them across the face or something. Mm. I seem to remember there was an ambush element to it. But has happy slapping... Like, happy slapping is like meow meow. It's like one of those newspaper-only young people are scary trends that never really existed. But has happy slapping gone away or is that just what YouTube prank shows are now? I have a feeling that the online prank has lost favor in in this in our generation and in the generation below, which are sort of a generation of course of compassion and shaming. I think yeah. you know it's it's not really acceptable anymore or desirable to watch is people beat the shit out of strangers. <laughs> but is there here's an interesting question. Is there such a thing as a woke prank? Yeah, it'd be like um, tricking a, a Tory into investing into a, a, an inner city uh, community project or something. <laughs> Trick, tricking a, 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 a neo-Nazi into recycling. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, because that that'd be a work prank. Because pranks always require an element of both deceit and 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 uh, at least sort of, I suppose, partial humiliation. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's those aren't very like those aren't very nice, and therefore the points are deducted immediately for that dynamic, I suppose. Yeah, that's that's probably why the only pranks now that go viral that people always like are on a, on a dog or a baby. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, the, did you see the, um, the video yesterday that did very well on the internet of um, a monkey trying to steal a child? <laughs> the monkey that arrived on a, like a motorbike. A little wooden motorbike and grabbed a child. I think it's in, in Indonesia. Yes. I think it looks like Indonesia. And yeah, a monkey just grabs a child and runs off with them. It's not great for citizens of the third world who who want to be taken seriously as um, developed countries. <laughs> it's like, we're not so different from you here. Oh, here's a video of a monkey stealing a child. <laughs> and, and It appears to be an herbal, an urban setting. But but also, like, it's not, it's, it's it, from the point of view of any developing nation that wants to be taken seriously, it's not just that a monkey tried to drag a, a baby away and, and looked like it was gonna. Um, yeah, the, I mean, it's doing. How, I didn't realize a monkey that size had that kind of strength. So strong, they're nothing but muscle. Ask Joe Rogan; it's his favorite topic. How strong primates are! How strong primates are! That guy can't get enough of it. And and yeah. he's not wrong. But um, it's not just the fact that, as you say, a monkey smaller than a toddler was dragging a toddler relatively easily away down an alleyway. But it's the fact that the monkey arrived to do this on a bicycle. <laughs> Where it's just like 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 jigsaw <laughs> yes. Yes. just turned and up out of nowhere the monkey arrived on a bike and also was like right well obviously i'm abandoning the bike in favor of this baby i'm stealing um, a friend sent me um a sort of um an article about she, she looked up why why the monkey did that and apparently it's to let me see let me see let me see i think uncle fatty would have been in better shape if he'd known how to ride a bike oh uncle fatty <laughs> yeah. why, why do monkeys kidnap babies sure. if an infant dies if an infant dies the mother will not reproduce again until the next year thus kidnapping may be a way for high-ranking females to decrease the reproductive success of low-ranking females in the group I don't really understand that. So if they can... Oh, 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 wait. So they think that this human baby is a monkey baby and yeah. they're going to damage the reproductive abilities of this toddler's mother. Yeah, like, fuck you, I'm stealing your baby. Right. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So, well, so they're not so clever then. People go on about how clever these primates are. If they're confusing people with them, they're not so clever, are they? <laughs> it's because the monkeys are all like uh, uh, Bond villains. They always think we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> I have a baby. You have a baby. To be fair, if I had my baby kidnapped by a monkey, I would not be in the mood to fuck for at least a year. Really? A year? I think you'd get over it, wouldn't you? Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe. No more baby around messing up your mojo. <laughs> I um one of one of the grossest things I've ever laughed at is um and I, I, I'm sure we've discussed this before, Phil, but um our mutual amusement at how people who don't grow up near wild animals think that they're, as you say, like geniuses. Mm. Like, oh, they're so smart and empathetic. And it's like, well, kind of, but he's still eating mud. I mean, let's not, you know, <laughs> let's not go crazy here. And uh, I always get annoyed. Have you ever seen that picture of like um, some baby leopard cubs playing with a gazelle? No. It's like a two photos. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like two photos and it's like two baby leopard cubs and a gazelle kind of fucking about. 
together. A very mm-hmm. baby gazelle. A calf. And uh, it's always show- shared on Facebook by someone's, like, Welsh auntie with some kind of... <laughs> <laughs> some kind Welsh of, auntie. Yeah, some Welsh auntie sharing it. And it's always shared with the caption of, like, in nature, even wild animals don't eat more than they need, or something like that, right? It's fucking nonsense. It's nonsense. They kill for fun, though. It's nonsense because there's two more photos in that series, and the actual photographer who took <laughs> them is like, I don't know why they don't share all my photos. It's so weird. And the next two are those two animals eating the fuck out of that gazelle. <laughs> They're like playing with it, playing with it, playing with it, and then suddenly it doesn't have a neck anymore. <laughs> because the, that's how they, like, when like the mum brings them a baby gazelle, being like, "Okay, you're too small and shit to kill a big one, so just fuck around with this thing until you figure out how to open it." Yeah, of course. I'm gonna look these photos up, actually. Yeah, okay. What do you think after? What do you think after? Oh, leopard gazelle play cub. Something leopard like that. gazelle play. I mean, that definitely sounds like a porn. It, leopard gazelle play. Yeah. Or a, a kind. Of, uh, that sounds like a. A type of sexual activity you can only engage in in a manor house. Can I interest you in some leopard gazelle play? <laughs> <laughs> There's a room for it in the East Wing. Um, so basically, in that vein, Phil, uh, I'm very skeptical yeah. whenever I read uh, any of these things about like, uh, did you know that dolphins actually have a version of book clubs or whatever the fuck? Um, and I saw. Oh, I can. I've seen. I'm looking at the photos now. Yeah, I mean, there's literally one. One, one of them is like. Uh, this is in the Daily Mail. Pictured three cheetahs spare tiny gazelle, and the next picture is just one of them holding it by the neck. Yeah, they don't spare it. They. they... Now here we go. Truth behind fake viral story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anytime you see a viral story about wild animals being nice to each other, it's horseshit. Um, anyway, so I saw this claim of, um, uh, it was about chimps, right? Which are, I think the closest to us. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw this story saying, oh, chimps are like us, not just, uh, genetically and blah, 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 blah. But did you know they have like funerals and the mums, uh, grieve for their, for their babies when they die? Uh, and I thought, mm, do they grieve, grieving the chimps? Are they grieving? Uh, so I looked it up, and <laughs> the evidence for this, right, was that, it, and 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 it did seem like it. It did originally come from an academic source. A, a, a chimp mum, a mum chimp, uh, a mum chimp will have a baby and it will die, and they thought it was grieving because it would keep carrying the the baby around. Yeah. So even though it was dead, it would it would it would still like carry it around with it and like. Uh, uh, sort of groom it or you know whatever it would it would behave in a sort of oh i wish this baby was still alive kind of way um and they thought oh it's like an emotional thing and that's almost like a funeral or or, or whatever and then they went and studied it some more and then <laughs> this this thing took a, a hit this theory when they the the chimp mums were observed carrying the dead baby chimp around and being nice to it and then every now and then just having a little bite <laughs> Every now and then, having a little a little nibble on the old uh, the old uh, baby chimp there, um, and sort of in, in the end, you know, just dropping it or forgetting about it or throwing it around or whatever. 
So <laughs> just going, bah. yeah, just going. I'm fucking bah, sick of this. Fuck it. This this, this snack has gone off, or whatever the fuck they were thinking. Um, I, I I hate the presumption of the wisdom of animals. <laughs> if they were so wise, they they'd be up here enslaving us, <laughs> wouldn't they? I just, they've chosen to be nice. I'm not chosen to to live in the wild. I just I just love the idea that someone was watching this mum chimp with a that's dead baby thing and and like oh my god look <gasps> wow like through like a telescope and it's like wow it's almost I, the connection that the hands pressed against the glass that divides us oh we we are animals aren't we and then they just quickly nom, nom, just a little bite <laughs> and then just going <laughs> rearing back from the fucking binoculars <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Um, what would you say is the most overcredited animal for being smart? Uh, well, dolphins. People are always going about how smart dolphins are. Yeah, dolphins. They're still are stuck there. in the sea, though, aren't they? <laughs> still stuck in the sea. Uh, Not dolphins. read any books by Mister Dolphin. <laughs> uh, horses, I would say, are a strong candidate. Do yeah? Do people go on about how smart they are? Um, they go on about how emotionally smart they are, if not uh, problem-solving smart. Right. They're like, oh, the horse, very mm. noble. They go, it's a very noble animal. They go, Nobility is not, you know. What they mean is... Is it noble or is it just tall? Yeah, is it noble or is it just tall and expensive? <laughs> You're getting confused between the people on the horse and the horse. Isn't it funny how you're... So you, there's some some animals you'll pay to have in your house, and then some animals you pay to get out of your house. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's funny. <laughs> if they're very small animals, you pay to get them out. But the bigger they get, the more you have to pay to get them in. The more welcome you know they I mean? are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the bigger an animal if they're is, termites the... or rats, you have to pay to get those small freaks out of there. But if they're fucking huge, like a a Doberman or. Uh, stallion. Hey, you gotta. You there. You gotta pay people to get them in. Yeah, there's you. You not just you can't. Not, not just anyone can have one of those big fuckers in their house. Because that's what you want. You want a big animal, not a little animal. You lose sight of. That that would that's actually like a, that would be like a really good new like Seinfeld bit. You should do a bit on that. It is a bit Seinfeldy. <laughs> the animals are small, so you pay a large sum of money to get them out. <laughs> but when the animals are big. You pay an even bigger amount of money to get them in. <laughs> Is that good? That's good, yeah. I think that would be a hell of a bit. I think that's good observational stuff, man. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, yes, because oil is now worth negative money. Yes, uh, especially, I think it was... Um Oh, it was like Alberta or some somewhere in in Canada was the lowest minus thirty seven dollars a barrel in oil futures. Um, so they were literally paying people thirty seven dollars a barrel to take their oil away. Incredible! Amazing. Did you take any? <laughs> I don't know. How does one get in on that deal? Will they post it <laughs> after postage and packaging? Do I still get thirty five dollars a barrel? Really, really greasy envelopes. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're gonna have to use those jiffy bags at least. Yeah, yeah. It'll look like a uh, it'll look like a cocaine shipment in a movie, but wobbly like a waterbed, big wa- wobbly <laughs> waterbed. And uh, one of the detectives will cut it with a stiletto knife, and they'll just all get washed away in a flood of cheap oil. It's good. <laughs> it's the real sure. deal. As it splashes them out the door. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, apparently like. Uh, I was talking to someone who knows about this sort of thing, and he was saying, like, yeah, you can get in on it, but you do need just, like, a spare oil tanker or loads of loads of tanks underground that you can store this stuff in. Yeah. <laughs> and you sort of think, well, who has those that isn't already filling them up with oil? Well, presumably, I mean, it's in America, surely there are all these crazy millionaires with just loads of empty land that's true it's harder to imagine in the uk but somewhere as empty as canada the duchy of cornwall suggests gave over a couple of fields <laughs> yeah. imagine if prince charles was like prince charles had spent so long hanging around with like emiratis and saudis he was just like well i want my own oil fuck this <laughs> Mummy. You, you could turn the cornwall into a into a, a man-made oil field by just pumping <laughs> this oil into the ground and then discovering it later on. But mummy, all the other princes have oil. <laughs> just really begging for it. Begging for a go on the oil. Oh man. I've got I've just got slightly better carrots. <laughs> yes, the biscuits are nice, but I'm not a billionaire tyrant. What the fuck would happen to the middle like what would happen with the way we even engage with the Middle East if no one needed any oil? Ah, oh, can you imagine? It'd be wonderful. Imagine what would happen with Dubai. Dubai would just be like, we have all this oil and we go, we don't fuck off and build another weird skyscraper. We don't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, places like 
Dubai and Saudi Arabia might finally have to catch up with the 21st century in every other aspect. I like the idea that uh, there was a. Do you see that Saudi Arabian headline where it was like Saudi Arabia will no longer automatically give the death penalty to children? (laughs) (laughs) No longer automatically filled. They're not stopping it. But now they've got to fill in a form. They've got to. You know, they're going to have a real think. Yeah. Before they apply the death penalty to a a 10 year old who bought a Richard Dawkins t shirt or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> do you think like if if no one needed saudi arabia's oil it would be like uh, in a movie where the rich bully friend loses all their power and all the minions get to tell them how they really feel oh you mean so saudi arabia essentially turns into biff from back to the future yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> Exactly. Just and washing everyone's cars. Yeah, and everyone's like, you're a fucking asshole. We always thought your laws were weird. Stop chopping the heads off wizards, you fucking lunatics. And then Saudi Arabia, oh, I had no idea you felt this way. You were, so, you were so nice when you needed my oil. Man, I... We shouldn't know, we shouldn't know about oil prices and the R number. Our generation shouldn't know so much about the EU and oil prices and the basic reproduction number of viruses. Yeah, it we've we've been given a lot of very data heavy disasters in our short lives. Mm. Is it only because we now have the means to access and consume all that data? Like if if there was internet was around in during the Second World War, would we all just be at home tweeting about the the, the latest figures from Omaha Beach? <laughs> um, in the war, definitely. But like, imagine if you were from the generation where it was like, you were born at the end of rationing, right? So like 59, so you never experienced rationing in the UK. Mm-hmm. And then the first 30 years of your life, the worst thing that happens to you is the 1970s where it was like, oh, everyone went on strike and things were shit for... A, sometimes the electricity ran out for a bit yeah that's it there's no war there's no vietnam there's no like like the ira pop up here and there but not really oh the constant threat of nuclear war yeah well we still have that it hasn't gone away it's just you yours was formalized and less likely to happen (laughs) i always get sick of those cold war kids going like well we had nuclear war as if in 1991 all the nukes were just given to the moon yeah, I mean, try telling that to Japan. <laughs> have a nuclear warhead fly fly over like a shooting star every fortnight. <laughs> yeah, well, be, well, what do we have? I mean, we've got like uh, it was basically just like nine eleven, Iraq, Afghanistan, two thousand and eight crash, Donald Trump and Brexit, and then now this, and now the next Great Depression. Um, yeah, although hopefully we have a, a, what's been called a V-shaped re- recovery. Ah, uh, yes. The fabled uh, the V-shaped, recovery. V-shaped recovery where everyone just goes right immediately back to normal. <laughs> God, I wonder. I mean, that. hey. It, it, will, it will be a V-shape, but like a very stylized V where the right-hand um, line is um, very long and flat. <laughs> yeah. Like a signature V. Yeah. Like a V that comes at the end of a like 
at the end of Pavlov's signature, Pavlov <laughs> at the end. That that's the <laughs> that's the V-shaped comeback we'll have. Or if someone like you know when it, it uh, the other the right hand side of a letter is lower because it's going into an E in cursive. Oh, okay. So it's like so- yeah. it's like someone in really like fancy cursive italics is writing vending machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's going to look like. It's going to look like the word vending machine written in italics, I bet. <laughs> All spirals and curling in on itself and exploding. Oh. It'd be great. The, there's a real boom at D, <laughs> and then a terrible crash. <laughs> D, D is when we discover um, perfectly efficient hydrogen engines, and the crash is when we discover that um, anyone can make them in their garden. <laughs> so there's no way of making money off them. Everyone just has free energy now. Oh, Lord. What do you think... Um, uh, what would your most valuable skill be in a Mad Max-style apocalypse? Uh, I think about this all the time. I think every comedian to- um, tortures himself with this thought because they would have no applicable skills at all, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, unless you're a kind of comedian who's of revels in rhetoric, if you, I think if you're good at rhetoric, you can gather people around a cause, you can convince them not to sell you to the um, to the petrol master. Um, <laughs> You can talk your way out of things, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I have some mathematical skill. Some. You've got some engineering instincts? Uh, I guess, but nowhere near anyone who's continued to be an engineer beyond university. That's true. Yeah, that's I could that's be their little minions. <clears throat> I could, like, ride on their, on their back in a pouch. <laughs> Yeah, most comedians would end up as a kind of colourful man on a chain attached to the throne of the Petrol Master. <laughs> like, oh, oh they wouldn't be Petrol, would it? <laughs> I guess, no, that would be good news for Texas, at least. I think fuel prices would rise in Max Mad Max situation. Yeah. As opposed to now. Yeah, I think there would be... Um there'd be a premium on it and or even if you just kept it as something for free but you just had to pledge allegiance to the petrol master yeah i'm really liking the idea of petrol master by the way phil that's a good name the petrol master yeah that's nice i I really like it i just need to watch mad max fury road again it's such a good movie you got and you got you got to go old school you got to watch thunderdome beyond thunder uh, thunderdome all the weird i've never seen any other mad max are they any good uh, they are. They're like cult cult classics. That's why they made, you know, Fury Road. It's definitely worth a watch. Just to watch Mel Gibson being weird with a bunch of punks in the desert dressed in bondage gear. Nice. Yeah, it's good, man. Um, I don't know at what point in the apocalypse you decide to start putting spikes on your shoulders, but uh, I think it's pretty soon in. Yeah, what is that defending you from exactly? In, in, in the future, are there going to be a lot of very strong people patting you on the shoulder <laughs> they to try and they, weaken your, your joints? They just don't want to be reassured. <laughs> <laughs> Was there an epidemic of, of rogue parrots who would <laughs> sit on your shoulder and bother you all day? They, nuclear parrots. They were the most radioactive animal that's, that flourished. <laughs> If they land on your shoulder like a pirate, you're going to get sick, man. You've got to have spiky shoulders. Was it the only way they could stop annoying girls at music festivals <laughs> from blocking everyone's view? 
Yeah, that's the, that's the only way to stop people being selfish like that. You've just got to all dress like Mad Max people. <laughs> They're always yeah, like you're a stoop outside a high street bank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess the goggles are for the sand. Yeah, they yeah, they always got these sort of cool like welding goggles or whatever. Whereas like if the actual apocalypse happened and you saw people dressed like that, you'd be like, "Wow, a lot of steampunk dweebs are uh, Yeah. forming gangs." Yeah. I guess all the people who are in open relationships have really made the most <laughs> out of this <laughs> nuclear wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was how they were so good at adapting sexually that they just transferred those adapting skills to the, the apocalypse. That's not a gang. That's one relationship. <laughs> oh fuck! Where did they get blue hair dye in the desert? <laughs> Oh my god! I'd love for there to be, a, yeah, Mad Max Fury Road, and then Mad Max with like polyamory. That's the next what episode? <laughs> Where it's it's mad it's Mad Max. It's Tom Hardy and all those like supermodels he rescues in the first one, all just trying to live in the same shack. Yeah, gosh, yuck, gross. <laughs> yuck, gross, but also a very it would be a very compelling adult film with those if you could get those celebrities. I don't want to watch anyone have sex without much sand nearby. I, I, I wouldn't be able to relax. Uh, have you watched anything that you like recently? I'm, I'm just, I, I, I completely lost track with Better Call Saul, so I'm just catching up with it after we discussed it. Oh, great. It's so good. I finished that. It's very good. It's so very good. Good. I just, Bob, Bob Odenkirk... Um, I recommend looking up his stand-up. It's so weird to watch him doing stand-up. Yeah. Oh shit! I've been meaning to watch that. You told me last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I'm catching up with that. Uh, Ozark is is good. Is back. How many series is Ozark on now? Three now. Yeah, the new one is is third. Uh, also, okay. also, also, sort of cartel based, like uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, well, I, I resisted it at first because it, it just when it first came out, it looked like a sort of Breaking Bad clone. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a clone. It's got similar themes, but it's not a clone. Yeah. Um, okay. It's good though, Jason. I've just finished. Yeah. Yeah. No, go on. I was saying Jason Bateman's like if you watch Arrested Development, the same qualities that make Jason Bateman sympathetic in Arrested Development make him unsympathetic in Ozark. It's quite interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Hmm. What did you say? Did you just finished what? Oh, with um, Devs on BBC iPlayer. Oh, is it good? Have you seen Devs? It's got it's got um, Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec playing oh. a sort of psychopathic. Tech bro in Silicon Valley. I've heard of this. I've heard it's good. It's really good. It's really, really good. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to get into that. I think that. you'd like it. Um, uh, what did I watch last? I watched the... Oh, I re-watched... Um, did you ever... Speaking of, of people dressed like punks with explosions happening, I re-watched I re Smokin' Aces. You ever seen that? No. It's a very sort of mindless <laughs> action film. Um, it's kind of like someone's tried to make an American Guy Ritchie film 
where you know they intru- oh, they introduce right, a okay, character okay, and the character every character has this like astonishingly distinct flavor and then it goes like and their name appears below them yeah sure and it's sure, like sure. uh, uh wild bill Hulahan, whatever the fuck it's like written under there with big big font it's in uh set in the west the wild west is it no, no, it's set. Um, it's set in kind of Nevada, kind of Las Vegas, Lake Tahoe kind of thing. It's a modern. It's modern. Oh, okay. But it's okay, that. Sure. It's that thing where like multiple different gangs of wildly specific and and contrasting flavors all try and fight over a valuable thing or person. Okay. You know, okay, every yeah, like every assassin in town is going to be after the Grunkalunk Diamond after this new story breaks. <laughs> Grunkalunk. Yeah, you know that shit where it's like. Uh, <laughs> And then, like, one of the gangs is, like, it's only Greek grandmas. And another of the gangs, it's uh, some, some Maasai guys from Kenya who've flown in to try and get it in a burglary. And also yeah. the Yakuza no. are there. Yeah, I like that kind of movie. It's, I like that kind of movie. It's good, man. Speaking of Greek, I've uh, been spending a lot of my time recently playing um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes. set in ancient Greece. And I think I'm I'm falling in love with my protagonist. <laughs> I think I don't know if you can I don't know if you can experience transference for a video game character but I'm spending so much time with her and she's so utterly charming <laughs> and and so beautiful that I think I'm developing her-esque feelings um like Joaquin Phoenix for this ancient Greek mess of uh, polygons <laughs> You don't want to become like a an East Asian stereotype and start sleeping with a big pillow with her face on. <laughs> <laughs> a big ancient Greek pillow. Oh god. So what um is it, I, I, I didn't get Assassin's Creed Odyssey because I heard that you actually do it's like it's not sort of realistic in the sense that there are actual monsters and goblins and things. Uh I've not come across any monsters goblins. I think there's some DLC where you like go to Atlantis and um and like fight some mythical creatures oh okay there's nothing mythical yet it's 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 set during the peloponnesian war and so um the athenians and the uh, spartans are at at each other and you sort of flip between them both and help each other help each side out but you're looking for your family you're looking for your family (laughs) but it's um the the size is astonishing they've basically built greece in 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 totality that's fucking nuts. You can just nuts. get in your boat and sail to Mykonos from Athens with no loading screens. It's unbelievable. Jesus, God, that's madness. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very good. I'm a. Uh... I was um, I was watching a a video of uh, Elon Musk, everyone's favorite self sabotaging psychopath. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and he was talking about this theory that. We are living in a simulation. He's one of he's 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 sort of the most famous one of the more famous proponents of this simulation theory, right? That that our universe as we know it is actually a computer simulation, and we're all living in a simulation. Yeah. And one of his and I I'm not convinced by it. I don't think it's a good. I'm not convinced by this argument. One of his uh, arguments is that um, look at how realistic video games have become in a relatively short amount of time. Um, they are already becoming indistinguishable from reality. So. And he says that as time progresses and video games get more realistic, the chances that we are not ourselves in a simulation 
tens down to zero. Which I kind of can see the, the logic of, but it's still... It doesn't make sense to me. I Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's true either, because... Um... The, the 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 rebuttal I've heard is that um, it the 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 definition of a simulation is too variable. So, mm-hmm. for example, if a universe existed inside another universe, the the one inside the uni- the other universe isn't a simulation; it's just a different universe. Right. Okay. So, in in terms of our universe, if you keep investigating stuff, so you go like, okay, and we go deeper, and we find atoms, and we go deeper, and we find protons and neutrons and electrons, and then we go deeper, and we find quarks. There's a certain point where if the simulation never ends, then it's not a simulation; it's a universe. Of course. Okay, I see. I see. And um, for it to be a simulation, it would have to be sort of controlled, and then you're just making the argument that it's an infinitely detailed simulation in theory, controlled by a mind so complex that we cannot conceive of it, in which case you're just saying God is real. Mm. And it's con- if it's controlled in a way that we can't understand and we still have sort of versions of free will, then is it really controlled? And it, it, it sort of falls to bits. I mean, the, the video games thing is, is true, but you, there won't ever be a, um, a, a very realistic video game until you have full AI, in which case, at what point is AI just I? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why is our brain so special? Just because it's made of pink goo? Well, exactly. Yeah, horrible pink jelly. I mean, and also it's that kind of thing as as like uh, he he's saying that about how realistic video games are because he's like in his late forties or whatever, and from his point of view they're indistinguishable from reality. But people were saying that in two thousand and three. He's just got cataracts. <laughs> this is how we find out Elon Musk has cataracts. Look, the, the the game looks just like when I look at everyone I know. It's blurry. <laughs> <laughs> but if you well that's exactly technologies um they, they they advance really rapidly near the beginning of their conception right yes and so we're pretty still pretty near the beginning of video games conception so it's going to look like it's come a long way in a short period of time same with computing yeah have, have you ever seen that thing of um how many polygons make up a, a a shape i think it's like a bust of mozart or something and they go like okay here's a bust of mozart made out of 60 polygons like triangle shapes mm. and then 600 and then 6,000 and then 60,000 um, the difference up from like 6,000 to 60,000 to 600,000 is like nothing it's like you can barely even see the difference the, 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 to say it's diminishing returns doesn't even cover it It just the, yeah. the, the difference it makes just nosedives so it's looking like we are approaching a ceiling on how realistic they can get exactly there is a ceiling This yeah his argument assumes there is no ceiling on on realism on yeah. this, on, in, in video games but there obviously is it has to be yeah and also like no one no, one, no, no one's going to buy a shooting game so realistic that if you get shot in the head once you die forever and you can never play the game again uh, yeah <laughs> or it's like well I bought Call of Duty but I got uh, I broke my leg in training and now they won't let me deploy I got trench foot <laughs> I can actually die in a trench foot <laughs> Um, I got our guest uh, from uh, last uh, last time, Glenn Moore. Yeah. Um, I got him into Warzone, Call of Duty Warzone, and I, I played a game with him last night. Um, this is the very yeah. Everyone's playing this multiplayer game right now. Oh. Every, all 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 the people I know who play multiplayer games, they seem to be really into this. It's, I love Not it. Not for me, thanks. There's 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 all sorts of tactics, and we we were talking over like voice chat. You know, you can talk to each other with voices. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's great because Glenn is a newsreader, so it's like playing a shooting game with the news. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are enemies in the house to our right. More at 11. This just in. Fuck your mum. <laughs> More as we have it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we do some correspondence? Yay! Ring letters, letters, emails, emails phone numbers, talking to your sister, keep asking 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 your um, Renette, uh, uh, bavette, like a steak bavette. Uh, so nice. Renette is sort of flat and uh, quickly fried. So yes. To the side of chips. Little chippies. Um, she says, hey, P&P, pick and pay, if you know your South African supermarkets. Oh, is this a South African reference? It is. Pick and pay is like, um... Is that when, Actually, is that when you, the... you have to choose which of your enemies to... Um, reap vengeance upon. You pick, <laughs> they pay. Something like that. Yes, that's that's it's, and also they sell uh, fresh fruit. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it's those, it's two those two business models, yeah. Um, and then uh, so in her email, basically there's some praise redacted, and uh, she says, "Don't try and catch up uh, with Bud Pod backwards because it just sort of, um, it, it's like watching something backwards, like it's full of spoilers, even though it's not." Right, okay. So that's a fair point. Don't do that. Uh, start from the beginning if you want to. Anyway, uh, she says, "My new, uh, in other news, my new obsession is uh, listening out for words that give away Pierre's South African accent. Ah, uh, yes. This is a fun, uh, uh, a fun game. It's much easier to play if Pierre's had a few. Yeah, <laughs> yes, if I've had some beers. It is uh, shooting fish in a barrel, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she says, I would be eternally grateful if Which you could is, read these uh, out. Of course, a South African pastime. <laughs> <laughs> you get that uh, barrel of fish over here. <laughs> so she says, uh, I would be eternally grateful if you could read these out. So far, I have ya instead of yeah. Yeah, um, that's an, but that's a Malaysian thing as well. Um, yeah, might, exactly. Maybe it's, a, uh, maybe it's a colonial thing. Well, as, as she says, it can be perceived as a sort of posh London accent thing. Well, yeah. Which is annoying yeah. because it means that you get tarred with a a sort of um, gap-yar gap Tarquin brush mm. by by the kind of people who hold that sort of thing against people. Um, I, I know I know the guy who, who did um, gap-yar, who did the gap-yar yes. video. Um, I think we, you, we, we and I see, we bump into him from time to time. Yeah, he and pops he, up he, here he, and there. He's not, you know, getting on with his life and stuff. But I always think, what must it be like when, when, because people must reference it in, to him without knowing who he is all the time. Like he's yes. changed the language. He, I mean, not not drastically, but he's created a, a reference that everyone uses. Yeah, it's quite extraordinary, really. And and he's like. He was like the f- one of the first people. Now that I'm thinking about it, he was one of the first people to think, "Oh, I'll, f- I'll film myself doing a silly character and just tweet it, and it'll be like observational about a, a, a sort of a new phenomenon that no one's quite pinned down like this yeah. yet." Yeah, because when that must be what 2008, 2009, something like that. 
Maybe even earlier, yeah. Yeah. God. But it's just, oh, yeah, man. because it, people, he must hear people say it all the time. Just in the cafe, two people chatting, you know, I went on my gap year. Oh, well, sorry, my gap year. And he, he, must, get, he must hear that all the time. He must be like, um, <laughs> when people do that, it must be like at the end of Batman, where it's Alfred and Bruce Wayne in like an <laughs> Italian cafe. <laughs> A little nod. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he didn't give us the meme we deserved. He gave us the meme we needed. <laughs> yeah, yes. If I was him, I'd go up and demand a quid from everyone. <laughs> Stop using my joke. Give me a quid. Fuck. Oh, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah instead of yeah. Uh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Is that South African saying sure? Or they're going like, yeah, sure, sure. Is that? Hmm. People say sure, don't they? The English people say yeah, sure. Every, everyone, says, everyone says sure. Right. We're saying sure or sure or like it's, it's it, she means the accent, not the word. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, I got you. It's it's like it's like every culture on earth has a word for yes, but, but they don't all say yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, okay. So like sure saying sure, sure, sure. Uh any word that contains more any word that contains more than one t. More than one t. Say spaghetti. Uh, uh oh, that's, well, that's, see, now, <laughs> that's one T sounder. <laughs> uh, tortellini. Why am I only sticking to pasta? Tortellini. Well, you're, Phil hasn't had lunch. That's the problem. He's thinking about <laughs> food. I think what, but see, now I'm thinking about it. So I think what she means is, oh, now I'm in my own head about it. So she, the example she's given is totally, or maybe water torture. If I was speaking, if I was speaking, <laughs> the two things you say the most. Totally. It was totally water torture. <laughs> that's, that's what you say when you hit a really gnarly wave out on the surf. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah do you see that wave? It was water torture. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, totally, totally, man. Yeah, sure. To- it becomes like a D. It's weird. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Totally. totally. What a what a torture. What a torture. As opposed <laughs> Sounds to also water like what torture. I ta- what I taught you. Don't forget water torture. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and off as in rounded off. Yes, that's always yeah, that's been right. one. Yeah. Off. off. I can't, I've, that's the one I find hardest to disguise if I'm trying to do a sort of completely English voice or British voice off off I turned the light off sort of yeah, off. but then again similar to ya off is incredibly posh English as well so yeah off. Off. well that's the, that was the problem like when we moved to the UK we, we were basically up north where people say like castle and grass you know mm. and we were there going yeah it's in the grass near the castle and they were like oh the, the, a duke has moved to the provinces <laughs> Very tedious. How would someone um, from uh, <laughs> how would someone from New- Newcastle say water torture? What a tor- torture! Torture! What? What? What a, what a torture! Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> what a torture! What a torture! Anyway. I'd like I'd like a a glass of water. What a torture! <laughs> we we've got to get a, a Geordie on. Yes, if only we, we knew any. If only we knew any Geordies. Or, as I know now, if you're not, um, if you're from the, the the bit just south, you're not a you're not a Geordie. You're a sand dancer. 
Wow, that sounds yeah. very racist. <laughs> a sand dancer. I think it's if you're from South Shields, maybe. Sun dancer. Sun like sand like they dance on the sand. I think so. I think there? technically Sarah Milliken and Chris Ramsey are, are, are sand dancers. Interesting. Well, there's a beach there because it's a port, you know, Newcastle, and it's up there on the Yeah, coast. but I mean, in England, beach is a very loose term. There could be <laughs> a beach somewhere with not a grain of sand involved. What is a big cold rock if not a big grain of sand, Phil? <laughs> it's true, though. A lot of people in the UK say beach when they mean obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they mean the sort of uh, security measure. It, yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like it's been put there specifically to stop invading Vikings. It's not somewhere to lounge. That's that's why um, the British were, you know, so ahead of the game when it came to planning like D-Day and stuff, where it was just like, well, you know, these are these, these beaches are made of sand, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> they just seem so welcoming compared to any sort of beach, aside from what Cornwall seems to have nice ones, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, does Scotland have nice sort of black ones? <laughs> a, a, the, the kind of beach that a necromancer relaxes on. Yes, yes. <laughs> For an evil holiday. <laughs> um, now, Phil, you got sent some big, some big tat or something. Oh, yeah. I got, sent a, uh, I got tweeted a long tat. Uh, this is from Katie on Twitter. And she says, hi, uh, Bud Pod, I see you're doing tat again, which reminded me of this relic from the before times, in capitals. Um, ah, the before times. The before times. Um, a particular saccharine tea towel I was given by Ocado. Um, now, Ocado is that online uh, uh, supermarket, in it? And so this must have just come with a shop. And it starts off with, in big letters some of which are green, why we love our kitchen. It's presumably f for the reader, why the reader loves their kitchen, not Ocado's kitchen. Right, uh, and, and, and that it's like a reminder that they can look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ever run your case. kitchen and you, and you just go, why do I love this fucking thing? You can look up at this tea <laughs> towel and it'll tell you. Um, it's got a cute drawing of a teapot on the top, but the body of the teapot was replaced with a 2D cross-section of an orange, for some reason. What? what? So, like, a, it's a t drawing of a teapot, but instead of the middle okay. bit, yeah, um, the middle round orange. bit, it's it's a cross-section of an orange. Like uh, sliced with all, all angles in it. That's right. Yeah, concentric. What about the spout? Does the spout have orange in it? Or no, is the, it, spout the spout is just normal. a drawing sticking out the right side of this photo of a, an orange. Weird. What's yeah, yeah, because like what you're drinking orange tea now. Get a grip, <laughs> get a life avocado. Okay, so it goes. Why we love our kitchen, and then in um, very protected prose, it smells of toast, marmalade, and freshly brewed tea. It's, it's the busiest room in the house. In fact, it's almost never empty. It's it's where we learn to cook, flip pancakes, make gravy from passed down recipes, and invent our own creations. That'll never be passed down. It's where you keep the family treats and hide the ones that are just for you. It makes you smile on a Saturday morning Gross. and gives you a hug at Sunday lunch. It's where onions make you cry and friends make you laugh. 
<laughs> it's where secrets are shared, lessons are learned, and all the best chats start with you wash, I'll dry. <laughs> and Katie goes on to say, I can't think of a single conversation that starts with you wash, I'll dry that she likes. Uh, which is absolutely... All the best chats start with you wash, I'll dry. I think you'll find that all the biggest fights start with you wash, I'll dry. <laughs> also, like, that's like living in a sort of northern kitchen sink drama play. <laughs> we only share our feelings when we're doing t- washing up. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like um, a short on BBC Three called The Kitchen, where the camera never <laughs> leaves the kitchen and all these sort of mini dramas play out. Yeah, and it's uh, it's sort of it's trying so hard to be kind of um, uh, uh, hugely emotionally resonant in about three and a half minutes. Mm, because yeah, a couple yeah. is having difficulties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, someone 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 looks at their plate without looking up during dinner. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you been watching Normal People? Have you been watching no. the show? <laughs> I've seen loads of tweets about it, but I'm not sure even what it is. Um, uh, oh, you don't. Oh, you, have you not read Normal People? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, it, was, oh it was a book, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a book um, written by um, Irish writer Sally Rooney about a, a, a young couple in, in Ireland, and they have a lot of difficulties. Um, uh, relationship difficulties, none of which can't be solved by a quick chat, and <laughs> and so and the book is beautifully written. It's a really wonderful read, but the story is just it's frustrating because it's just two dumb kids who are too dumb not to fix their own shit, and you eventually you do lose patience with them. But Sally Rooney's quality of writing is of such a high quality that you stick with it. I've not seen um I've not seen the show yet. But there's a lot of banging by the sounds of it, and uh, yeah, loves from it. the from the tweets, it just seems to be like two attractive people banging and then having arguments. That seems to be all it is. Yeah, which is something I've never been able to get behind. It seems a particularly British obsession: the capital D difficult capital R relationship. The people love the difficult relationship, and I've, I, I, I don't understand its appeal. It it it's 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 I find it very like tiring by proxy. Yeah, get it together. It makes me it makes me tired. It's like well, just, well, just stop going out then. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. It's not important. The difficulties of someone's romantic escapades are really <laughs> not important. Uh, but I I I hate that quick chat thing where it's like uh, you're watching something like like not not Breaking Bad because Breaking Bad is good, but something like that where it's just like. God, if only there hadn't been this huge misunderstanding because I deliberately used really ambiguous language in a fucking emergency. <laughs> Where it's like, well, don't just say there's, there's something over there when what you mean is there's a bomb, don't go in. <laughs> um, but, uh, but uh, so, uh, sorry, to return to this tat. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, I think my favorite part of it is... Um, uh, that the kitchen is where onions make you cry and friends make you laugh. And I like to think that the friends are trying to make you feel better after the onions hurt your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, what happened? Did the onions say, yeah, the onions. Oh, hey, well, uh, look at this. And they start juggling apples. 
and you're like, <laughs> and the, your friends are like, oh, I think I see a smile, and you go. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, uh, they start juggling the onions, and then they start crying, and this terrible loop begins. <laughs> I also oh, no. like. I also like make gravy from passed down recipes and invent own creations that'll never be passed down. <laughs> this never recipe dies with me. <laughs> I've only just got the insinuation that you've you've created something poisonous that's killed you. You've invented your own creations. Oh yeah, that'll never be passed down. <laughs> Or you're such like a you're such a massive fucking control freak. It's like, mom, what's your re- secret recipe for um for uh, uh, sweet and sour uh, pork or whatever? And it's like that recipe dies with me. No one will know. <laughs> well, okay, fine. Fuck, I didn't really care. It's like, Whoa, Jesus! Right? You'll you'll miss something about me when I'm gone, if nothing else. <laughs> Jesus, you wash all dry. <laughs> 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 That's um that kind of tea towel seems like what what I what I find kind of slightly creepy about um those that tea towel is that it paints a very sort of like like such an artificially one hundred percent wholesome picture that it's so like Ned Flanders it just makes me think well one of you is a killer someone in this house is, is a killer yeah yeah it's too nice the only bad thing in that whole tea towel mm. was. You tried a new recipe and it failed in a way that's only amusing. Um, sorry, say that again. So the only negative in that whole tea towel, right? Yeah, yeah. Is all oh, recipes that will never be passed down. Like oh, I tried, I tried putting a, a square of dark chocolate in the uh, bolognese to thicken it up and give it some depth, and uh, we're not doing that again. <laughs> like. That's the worst thing that's happening in that tea towel. Even the, the only reason you're crying is because of fucking onions, not because of something sad. That's true. That's true. That's yeah. creepy. It's a it's a creepy like we're always laughing here. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, that family's definitely covering something up. They're they're yeah, definitely the- using that tea towel to wipe up a, a certain amount of blood. <laughs> you you can only realistically read out that tea towel through through gritted teeth and a rictus grin. <laughs> All the best conversations start with I'll wash you dry. And some that will never be passed down. <laughs> <laughs> no, if anything, that, that tea towel is, is, is uh, in its own way, it's as chilling as an Edgar Allan Poe poem. Yeah. Yeah, it really has a vibe about it. It's got a real lingering threat to it, which is, don't you disturb this idyll. <laughs> This paradise I've made here in the kitchen. The busiest room in the house. Do you want to read another quick message? Do you have another one? Uh, yes, we've actually just got a bit more tat here from Sophie. Oh, nice. Um, Sophie, uh, here we go, Fee. Nice. She says, Dear Philip and Pierrip. Nice. That is the yep. full version of Pierre. It is. Um, I've been searching online for a room to rent. There have been many pictures of cringy wall stickers, but this Great. is the worst I have seen yet. <laughs> and uh, I'll just have a little peek at this here. Oh, well. Okay, so this is an enormous uh, bit of writing that is embossed onto the wall above the bath in gold. Into the wall? Onto the wall. Okay, like the writing's so- gone straight onto the wall. 
Yes, it's straight onto the wall in shiny gold letters. Okay, gosh. Yeah. Uh, and in enormous uh, sort of capital letters uh, with um, kind of... Uh, you know you know when they're sort of like old-timey uh, lettering, but it's done with kind of... It's not trying to be 3D, but there's almost a kind of extra line around the letter. Like, it's, it's not trying to create a 3D effect, but there's like... Uh, some bits of the letter have to, it, it almost looks like there's an inner part to the o okay yeah 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 and in in those really big sort of embossed letters in gold it says soap <laughs> right so that's the top line soap <laughs> and then in curly whirly font very curly whirly phil i don't need to tell you that so it, it, underneath the second line so it goes first line soap now curly whirly <laughs> second line is to the body capitalized for no reason <laughs> yeah. Big swirly whirly B. Ooh, enormous. Ugh. Soap is to the body what and in, in again in capital embossed letters. Laughter third line. <laughs> laughter. So see if you can finish this off, Phil. So we go okay. Soap is to the body what laughter is to the curly whirly fourth line. Is to the huh? Soul. It is soul. Thank you. I know that my is, I'm so I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> At last, my and Tat's rhetoric abilities have aligned. Yeah, you you have become Tat. <laughs> Do not stare into Tat lest Tat stare back. So soap is to the body what laughter is to the soul. Interesting theory there. Yes, uh, yes. And uh, Sophie says... It's perhaps not so much the content that is shudder-inducing, although that is a problem, as the obnoxious colour and font of the writing. Yes. The room was a good price in a good area, but I thought, fuck this, as soon as I saw that. Because <laughs> you can't get it I'll off, be then. homeless than, than bathe under that. You come out feeling dirtier. You would come out feeling dirtier. She says, I couldn't bathe every day with the knowledge that if I looked directly up, it would be there, shouting soap at me in metallic cursive. <laughs> <laughs> what what is that soap is to the body what laughter, laughter is, is to, to the, the soul. soul but it's the wrong way around there because the, the the soap is to the body is the more obvious half of that statement so it should be in reference to laughter laughter is to the, the body to the soul what soap is to the body and yeah go, that would be more profound and then you go oh yes i suppose laughter does cleanse the soul but to go soap is to the body and you write you're like Hmm, what is soap to the body? I've always put it on me, but I don't really, don't know what it does. And then it goes, what laughter is to the soul? And you go, oh, well, I implicitly know what that is and always have done. So now yeah. I understand what soap does. I suppose that they, they must have done it that way around. That makes more sense. And then changed it because someone went, yeah, but you don't get in the bath to laugh. <laughs> much, much as I Speak enjoy that yourself, image. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in a in a full we- in a full wedding suit, lying in a dry bath, just pissing yourself. <laughs> right, gonna go have a laugh in the bath. Just scrolling on the wall, soap is yeah. to the body. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, writing all over the walls. Soap is the laughter makes me clean. Laughter makes me clean. <laughs> You just hear someone absolutely guffawing from the loo, and it's like, oh, he's running himself a bath. 
imagine if every time you turned on the tap in your bath, the sound that came out was laughter. As you slowly turn it. <laughs> yeah, the hotter the water gets, the higher the laughter gets. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, when you flush the toilet, it's just people going, boo! (laughs) Just a huge crowd booing. (laughs) Oh, um, in reference to last week when when, uh, Glenn was on and we were talking about, we had that correspondence about when you flush the loo. Yeah, I was just about to say, we've had a whole bunch of submissions. Yeah, the catchphrase from your job. Yeah, yeah. so, so, so Katie, who's Glenn's, uh, she's Glenn's partner, which is how she's relevant. But as she, she wrote a lot of angry letters to you and me, Phil, demanding that we recognize her as a comedy writer and producer in her own right, of course. Um, which I still uh, refuse to do. If you're listening, yes, Katie. yes, it's like uh, Phil, you're Phil's Taiwan, Katie. He refuses to <laughs> admit that you're separate. I'd like the um, listeners to know that Katie and I are friends, and this is um, um, some friendly um, ribbing. Yes. Okay. This is a, a long, a long-running joke, um, and she had a good suggestion for comedians, which is uh, "That's all from me. Good night." <laughs> that is good. <laughs> which is good. Uh, my suggestion was keep supporting live comedy, <laughs> and then flush. And uh, the other suggestion uh, was, um, "You've got a hell of a night ahead of you." That's good. That's good. I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's a good pod, man. That's nice. Um, yes, lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Thank you for listening, listeners, and keep spreading spread the word around that the boys are back in town and they're doing a podcast called Bud Pod. The boys never left town, but they are also back in it. Yes, they're yeah. back, but they're also responsibly isolated within the town. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, much love, much luck. Speak to you all soon. Have a nice week. Ta-ta, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.